Yes. Three, two, one. Hey everybody! What's up? I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm Old Katrina. And this is Woman Up, Up Podcast. If you're new here, hello, welcome. Hi. How did you get here? We are a feminist geeky podcast. Like to talk about, I don't know, superheroes, video games, whatnot. Every other Wednesday, we get together to run down all of the latest news, pick out a new awesome subject, and also give you guys some recommendations with our chick picks. Mm -hmm. We also sometimes answer your questions at the end if they're not stupid. Yay. For returning fans, welcome back. Uh, and if you're listening to us on allgames.com or iTunes in the future, hello! Future. Hello, future people! Hopefully you have cool robots. Ooh. Uh, so we have a guest today. We do. Please welcome our guest, Jenny Villarreal. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. I tried yeah. Really hard. And that that extra ii is simply because we're talking about Latinx, Latinx, Latinox. But hey, just I'm learning it too. Uh, representation yeah. in pop culture, so we're all really excited for that. Yes, and Jenny, uh, you are an editor, writer, boss lady extraordinaire who's worked at Nintendo G4. Can you tell the folks a little bit about yourself? I can. Uh, I'm a little bit like y'all. I'm a cat lady feminist. Yes. Yeah. Where we invited her. <laughs> that was the only qualification. Why well, didn't send you that money? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, Jenny is from the block. She is. <laughs> I am from the block. I am of the block. <laughs> of, through and within the yes. block. She's the mother um, of blocks. Mother of blocks. Yeah, so I uh, I used to play video games for a living. Um, the dream. The dream. Mm -hmm. The dream. Uh, and stuff. Yay! That's basically all there is about me. Awesome. Oh, I taught myself to read because I wanted to read comic books. Yes. That's pretty cool. You were like five and you were like, Superman. I was three. Oh, God. <laughs> Crazy. Um, wow, That's I wish awesome. I had like, not, don't tell my mom that. She's really proud of whatever age I was when I learned to read. Let's not make her sad. So it's my biggest accomplishment to date, so. <laughs> At three, I learned to read. And so downhill since then. <laughs> Oh, uh, so as I said, we are talking about Latinx, and for those of you who don't know, Latinx is used uh, to cover Latinas, Latinos, and anything in between. Um, just because it is a gendered word, we would like to ungender that hoe. <laughs> so we did. Uh, but before that, it's time for Newsflash. <laughs> we run down three or four or however many news topics we want to every week and chat about our opinions about them yeah. because you guys like our opinions so much. That's why you watch it, right? I, I mean, with, otherwise you should just maybe stop <laughs> right here. Like, if you don't like our opinions, then I have we some got, news for you. Yeah, I got bad news, man. <laughs> um, so first news is great news. Yay! I'll be back, back to the past Samurai Jack. So, uh, Samurai Jack season five is yes. coming, it's happening. I am also coming from the news. <laughs> um, also excited, um, just so excitement and slight reservation on my end. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited that they're like, we want to make a, a mature, cool show like we did before, um, you know. But we were kind of more hampered by having to make it for kids, so mm -hmm. he was constantly fighting robots. Yep. So they said they're going to make it slightly darker. Now, a part of me is excited because Samurai Jack was a dark show. It, like, it wasn't really like a happy-go-lucky show. So it's not like they're taking something that wasn't dark and making it dark. But anytime I hear that sentence, I get real nervous. <laughs> I don't want another Superman. Oh, no. I don't. 
You mm -hmm. don't. No one does. Exactly. Yeah, I um, I am excited. I am sad that, of course, we won't have Mako around. Uh, to, oh, Aku. Uh, no more Aku. So this is going to be interesting to see where they take the series, uh, especially with a more adult angle. I'm, I'm wondering if I'm going to be scared of it because there's going to be like people. So. Yeah, it was what they scary. said is now that he he accomplished his goal and mm. now he's a little lost. Mm. And so we're going to be dealing with a Jack that has fallen off his path. We were dealing with a very controlled Jack. So I am interested to see that that can be either really great or poop. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, there's the airplane. Hello. Don't say hi to the, you don't know that airplane. <laughs> what if it came to my house? <laughs> Uh, not only that, she's a dark-skinned black girl, yes. which is really good because they're with natural hair. hair. With, cute with hair. natural hair, mm -hmm. I have mixed opinions on them, but I feel like you should take the floor on this first. Sure. Um, so first, there's a big part of me that's just like, okay, are y'all doing this for the headlines now? Because <laughs> you didn't hire uh, an artist or, or well, I don't know about the artist. You didn't hire a writer of color. Mm -hmm. um, so this isn't coming from somewhere that feels very authentic to me. It feels more like they're just being like, ah, look, we're diversity, woo, stop complaining, we don't put it in our movies or TV shows. <laughs> uh, so I more felt like, oh, you're trying to get me to care about something, and I don't care about it. So I didn't care about it. What's your opinion? Um, I really like her design. I feel like it's a little over-sexualized for a teenage girl. She's 15. She's 15. And she's also like Tony Stark's protege, so I assume that Tony Stark having sexualized himself at 16. That's true. Be like, whatever, wear what you want. So um, there's that. I'm excited that she's smart, um, and I'm excited that all this cool stuff is going on. But yeah, I do feel like this is for the headlines more than anything else. Um, it's interesting how her story has moved because she was. Everyone was like, oh, she's gonna take up War Machine's mantle because he's dead. And so it's <laughs> spoiler like, alert. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Spoiler alert. Comics. Comics. He's dead. So, uh, everyone thought she would go and be War Machine, but um, she's just so smart, she's just so powerful that Tony Stark was like, well, <laughs> I'm retired. Um, um, speaking of War Machine, real quick, uh, mm -hmm. apparently, um, I believe it was Tom Nahisi contacted Marvel when he heard that they were going to kill War Machine and was like, hey guys, and he wrote a missive, that, that was the word used, hey guys, maybe you should not do this thing, yeah. because here's how it's going to be perceived. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we thought about it. No, we said fuck it. Yeah. Um, my other big, big, big issue is, again, uh, white man who's writing this book. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that white dudes can't write about all sorts of characters and that I don't encourage that. But, like, you know, it can't be every single book. Like, it's ridiculous that, like, there are no black female writers at Marvel. None. Not a none whatsoever. Point. And I say this with all love to the people who I know that work at Marvel who are striving to do what they can, where they can, but, like, come on, guys. Like, you can't just st start throwing characters at us now. Like, we need purpose now. Like, right. you've done what you can through diversity, now put it on behind your seat and stuff. Right. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it seems highly unlikely that a white dude can be like, you know whose mind I can get right the fuck inside? <laughs> yes! 15-year-old <laughs> yes. <laughs> genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. 
Yeah. It, it does concern me. And especially because Hollywood and, and comics writers and so many folks who, who are not of a specific culture often miss little things that could be exciting and interesting in the culture. Yeah. For example, she is a dark-skinned woman with natural hair yeah. who's 15. That dramatically affects your life at that yeah. age. You are being treated a certain way that is different from your mm -hmm. light-skinned counterparts or mm -hmm. other women who have um, straightened hair, things like that. Like There's all this underlying stuff that you can dive into and really make a part of the comic that I don't feel like somebody who's not in the culture is going to think to do. Mm -hmm. uh, especially, did y'all see the EW bullshit-ass article? Oh my gosh, where they, they were like, oh yeah, Zendaya could play oh, her. Oh like, They were like, here are seven actresses who could play her in TV. First of all, let's not even get into the fact that MC ain't gonna put nobody in their own movie. Yeah, they don't even have Miles Morales in the Spider-Man. We had 25 Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. Whatever, I'm not even gonna touch that. What I am gonna touch is that every single woman on this list was a light-skinned or biracial woman. Mm -hmm. Why you do that, EW? It's Ooh, like you and the Banshee Knots. I'm talking about black people, EW. You don't know. Look, I am a writer, and my stories have to go through an editorial process, especially when they deal with something that big. Who vetted that? Like, who was the person who read that and was like, okay. Like, I spell-checked it. It's good. They look like, they look terrible. Like, they, like, looked at the picture of her and seriously went, yeah, Zendaya works. Zendaya. That totally looks the same. What? <laughs> Right. So, first of all, the, the full insult of even suggesting you could play them in a movie, because come on. Come on, let's talk about it. We would okay. cap out the list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. So, we, we are all like, okay, it's cool to have diversity, Marvel, but you need to actually have real diversity, not this, mm. like, window dressing bullshit that you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, something else going on in the news is Summer Games Done Quick. It's happening right now. Don't leave us to go watch it. Please. <laughs> go later. Stay. Go some other time. They'll be on after this show, two in the morning, mm -hmm. six in the morning. Just chill. Um, so if any of you don't know what Summer Games Done Quick is, I probably shouldn't drink and do the show because I'm like, <clears throat> it's cool. Uh, you know, actually, I should also fix that in a second. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> I noticed the technical thing that I need to address. Uh, so Summer Games Done Quick is um, a by well, it's technically annual, there's a summer one and there's a not summer one, uh, and it is a speedrun competition where some of the greatest speedrunners of this universe mm -hmm. uh, play games and they interact with the audience in that your donations will go to a specific cause. This year it's Doctors Without Borders. Mm -hmm. And you can affect things that they're doing. So for example, there may be a certain, uh, if we reach this many donations, they'll do it blindfolded. Or this many donations for um, the bad ending, and this many donations for the good ending. Mm -hmm. uh, this many donations to play with glitches and no glitches. So it really allows people watching to have a hand in helping. And it gives you a really good reason to help. Instead of just, oh, donate, donate. They're like very specific like reasons to donate. So mm -hmm. I really think it's awesome. And you guys should donate. Like a dollar. Two dollars. Twenty. If you mm -hmm. can. Definitely. Um, so I think that's that for Newsflash, so that leads into chickpeas. Hey, could you go first while I pick this thing? Do you like our sounds, Jenny? Hmm? Our oh, sounds? Our sound effects. 
We I do. You guys are amazing. <laughs> we don't have a, an audio technician, so we just kind of go yeah. for it. Even one. <laughs> right. We got, got this. <laughs> totally. We just make all of our own noises. We make our own sound portfolios. Well, my first pick is something that's been a long time in the making. Like, literally since I graduated high school, this has been in the making. Um, uh, animator LaShawn Thomas has just released the trailer for Cannon Busters, which is his all-new anime. Sorry, people of color, voiced by people of color, created by people of color. So it is an American anime created by American folks of color. And the trailer looks incredible. It looks like it's like Cowboy Bebop and Trigun mixed together. And it's really what? cool. It does sound really dope. Yeah, so um, go check it out. Show it some support. Share with all your friends. And uh, and leave some nice comments on the video. Well, that's really funny because uh, I am also recommending something that can be compared to Cowboy Bebop. Mm. Uh, so I went to church uh, while I was at VCU, my college. And there was another young churchgoer there <clears throat> who was writing a comic with my best friend. Uh, my best friend who eventually became star-crossed lovers with because will they, won't they? No, they won't for like four years. It's hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> this friend um, is now a writer of like legit comics and wrote Kim and Kim and Tess Fowler, who those of you who are Geek and Sundry fans definitely know who Tess is. Uh, and if you're a Rat Queens fan, you know who Tess is. Uh, she is all about it. I think she's done some special artwork as well for Kim and Kim. The Kim and Kim is about two awesome ladies who are like space bounty hunters just kicking ass and taking names. One is a trans woman and the other is a lesbian woman. So we got all yo diversity in a nice little bundle, um, <laughs> which is, of course, exciting. Um, I just wanted to point out that my dad is in chat again. Ba, 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 ba. Shout out to Katrina's daddy. Ba, ba, ba. Uh, and dad, I will have to hold that question till the end when we answer our questions. So hold that. Uh, what do we think of the Japanese version of live action DZ? What? Yeah, everybody can just great. <laughs> I really like those. So yes, um, I believe it's my chick pick again, right? Yes. Okay, uh, my second chick pick is in that tab. <laughs> it's going to be iZombie Radio. You guys can follow us on Twitter. We're an all-new podcast, and by we, I mean I am part of it, um, part of the DCTV Podcast Network. So we're going to be kicking off soon with our first show, and season two rings in very, very soon. So stay alive until then, and follow iZombie Radio on Twitter. <laughs> That's more appropriate. Oh, oh, it's a zombie. Okay, I get it. I was like, Jamaican, no. don't make that noise. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so my second chick pick is to go follow Denny Fernandez because, first of all, she's funny. She's really cool chick. She happens to be Latina. Um, I met her while filming a drunk show that hopefully one day I get to show you. Yay! Uh, that's the problem when you film things with like up and coming YouTube channels is sometimes it's like four months later and they're like, yeah, we're putting it up in a month. And you're like, I filmed this so long ago. <laughs> uh, so that's where I met her. And then she had the DVD podcast that I was on. She co-hosts it with Iffy, also from Geek and Sundry. So she has a show coming up with her and Xavier Woods, the WWE superstar. And it's going to be about anime. So I would like you to go follow her on Twitter. I posted the link in the chat. And I would like you to tell her that Woman Up Podcast told you to follow and that you're excited for the show, however much you can fit in the, the Twitter cap. Yay! And then my third and final recommendation is the Latinx Geeks uh, Twitter account. They host a wonderful conversation every week um, that I think would be really cool if you guys went and followed. So give them some love! Yay! <laughs>
And my last one is uh, I Can Fall, Kickstarter for a new RPG game. Looks pretty dope. It looks kind of like Paper Mario-esque style RPG, but with rad ladies. And it's got adorable art. So I think you should check it out and see if it's something that you would like to donate to. I have a pick. Yes. I want to talk about Queen Sugar. <gasps> yes. yes. So give me on the own network in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Ava DuVernay and then obviously Oprah. Obviously Oprah. Obviously <laughs> Oprah. And uh, the cool thing about the show, other than, you know, women are behind it all the mm-hmm. way, is that every single director is also a woman for every, all 13 ah, episodes. Nice. Which never happens. Like, mm-hmm. literally never happens. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, if Game of Thrones can have all men. Why not? Exactly. I do love that when, uh, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg, is that how you say her name? I always get that. Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> when she was like, they were like, how many women would meet it up? She's like, all of them. <laughs> what, you don't make that face when it's all men? And her girl's just like, oh, she got him. Boom. Yeah. Um, she so did. that's great. I love that. I'm excited to um, uh, uh, see that. Yeah. Uh, when is that coming out? I think it's like September 6th mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, I can actually pull that right yeah. up. Oh, oh no, look at it. Hit four different buttons instead. <laughs> okay, reason from here September 6th and 7th. Yes, so yeah. mark your calendars and check out Queen Sugar on the OWN network. And I have posted a link in the chat. Yay! All right, <clears throat> I think that leads us directly into our main topic. It's time for Heads, Heads Up, up Woman Up! up. Yay! Uh, so yeah, our main topic. That one, we? Huh? We never have we this one. We really don't. What the head noise? Yeah. I mean that type of head. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm I'm really excited uh, to talk about this particular thing. It's near and dear to my heart. My dad also being in the chat is pretty exciting. We're talking about uh, Latinx, Latino rep- representation in pop culture. Um, and this is kind of going to be a little bit of a free conversation simply because there aren't that many uh, major Latino creators in certain spaces like comics. Uh, most of the time we see them get sidelined to, uh, and this isn't even sidelining, but the artist, it's sooner to have a diverse artist than a diverse writer. And that's not to belittle the position of the artist because they're the reasons that comic comics exist in the format that they do. Um, but it feels like there's a lot not going on um, where it should be. Uh, right. So, yeah. Agree. Um, so I wanted to actually look into like historical stuff the same way we did with um, uh, black artists and writers in comics, mm-hmm. but it turns out it was a little bit harder to track down because uh, the Latin identity is something that's kind of been weird through this mm-hmm. thing. Yes, for sure. I, I did the same thing. Right. I was like, I, I don't know where to look. Right, because where I'm looking, it's not happening. Right, because it, you know, if you're from Spain, you're you're white, right? But if yeah. you're if you're from Mexico, okay, did anyone think to write that down? Like, right. I don't I don't know. So it was actually wasn't very easy to research. Do you know anything? About uh, well, what what do you mean? Like the just history, about really, like more more historical versus current stuff. Uh, as far as actual Latinos creating their own thing, I mean, most of it has always been an indie like space and that's where i really find uh that we're being hit hard like and i want to say like we have it harder than any other race but uh because it's not that's simply not true but i just find that when when i apply myself as a latino to jobs and and other spaces especially within comics i am not sooner to get called back than a white guy 
Right. And that's just the, 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 the truth of the world around you. But the fact that it is so hard for anybody to just go, oh, Joe, Joe Caseta, or, you know, somebody to just pop someone's name off of the top of their head, especially a Hispanic woman. Right. Um, yeah. Finding Latinas who write comics that are published by major publishers is absolutely impossible. Right. And one of the other things is, uh, too, uh, sometimes people don't know, right? It's not as yeah. visible yeah. as an African-American or an Asian person. So, like, when, in what is his name, Inyaritu, the director? Oh, uh, got, got from the bear, the bear movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't actually know how to say his name. Uh, but, like, a lot of people were complaining about, um, oh, there was a picture of a bunch of directors. They were like, oh, they're all white men. And he was like, hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, so that is a, you know, is one of the things is that there may just be a little element of invisibility there. Mm -hmm. um, but I did want to talk about, I talked with uh, Gabriel Beristain, um, who was the director of photography on Agent Carter back when I was doing my Agent Carter book. Mm -hmm. And he said that the geek atmosphere in Mexico, like you said, was very indie. And that's where he first joined in because he was a huge geek, loved reading comics and everything. And specifically comics created by Mexican creators. And so there's this thriving... Uh, very beautiful and varied and in-depth indie culture in Mexico around mm -hmm. comics and creating their own comics and their own comic movies and things like that, but we don't hear about it up here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, it's not as if comics have not been a part of our culture. If you tell, if you mention the word Condorito to any, like, Hispanic person who has lived within that culture, they'll know exactly what comic you're talking about. Oh, the dirty, the dirty bird. Like, that's basically it. He's a big pervert. He's a bird. So, that's, a, that's it. He's a big pervert. He's a bird. I like it. Well, yeah. So, it. But it's, you know, so it's not like the, the, the identity of comic creation or video game creation uh, is, not, is not something that Latinos are, as a whole, uninterested in because so many of the creators I know just create art that are, is as varied and diverse as Latinos are, you know? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so... Moving on from that, I thought instead we could talk a little bit about some of our personal favorite uh, Latin characters in comics or TV shows or cartoons, and feel free to share yours in the chat as yes, well please. as we go. And Jenny, why don't we start with you, since we've been doing a lot of talks. Yeah, we have. Sorry. <laughs> Can I start with an actress? Yeah, let's go. So Linda Carter, the goddess of all superheroine actresses, my girl. What? She, yeah, she's part Mexican. I had no idea. See what yeah, I'm boom. One of them was part Mexican. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's, I don't even think she's all the way to half, but, yeah. you know, we claim her. Right. She's not a quarter Indian. like, we claim, we claim Wonder Woman, we got her. Yeah, she's oh, yes. so we don't. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think we won. I'm pretty sure. Right. And, yeah, mm -hmm. there's no beating that. Mm -hmm. Um. So I know for me, somebody um, that I always admired is, little stereotypical because he's like an evil luchador, but Bane, yeah. <laughs> uh, because Bane was the guy who broke Batman's back. Mm -hmm. And that was such an iconic thing. You know, everyone would, oh, Batman's villain. The first person you think of is Joker. Mm -hmm. But people have been reading comics for a while. You also think of Bane, who mm -hmm. was the, the person who really effed Batman up. Uh, and it was this touch point in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I really love that that moment got to be had with um, somebody who was... But we know we don't actually know if Joker's white, I guess. He could be whatever you wanted him to be. He's got white paint on him. Yeah, yeah. I know. Wait, <laughs> could we call Joker racist? Let's discuss this next time. Is Joker wearing white face? Joker is wearing white face. More at 11. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh yeah, that's the thing. He takes so responsibility. Joker. <laughs> He's so misunderstood, everybody. Oh man. Um, I I think my favorite, and this is one that I've used forever and ever, and I'm sure you guys aren't surprised, but my favorite uh, Latino or Latinx identified character right now in comics is America Chavez. And mm. yeah, while while everyone's fighting over whether or not Peggy Carter should be Captain America, which she should, she's an immigrant. Um. Uh. America has always, like, America Chavez and Young Avengers. She's Miss Union um, Jack. Huh? Sorry, I ship Agent Carter as Miss Union Jack. It's a long story. Continue. Oh, it's okay. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. um, so she's one of the America team members okay. type, types. Um, and she's such an interesting character because her, her powers have to do with, like, time manipulation and... Uh, punching the, fucking portals punch, into the air. Punching portals into the, the air, manipulating her reality. Uh, so it's really cool to have such a powerful character who is basically every time you see her in a comic, you go like, America's here, everything's fine. Real quick, everything's I do want to address done. some of the comments. He's been drawn differently in different things, mm -hmm. which is why I say that Joker, you wouldn't necessarily know. People could make Joker whatever they wanted. Anyway, sorry, continuing. Yes. Um, um, Miss America Chavez is yes. Bay. I want to cosplay her. Me too. Like... It's yeah. a, like I'm, I'm got a note in my agenda that yes. says commission a cosplay for Miss America Chavez because <laughs> I can't make that jacket. I watched all the tutorials and you have to have actual skill, dude. I quit. I quit <laughs> making that jacket. I have a black jacket. I'm gonna do her her the black jacket with the flag and then her flag top and then the leotard. I, I do love the, the leotard and flag top one, but I love her more the one with the jean jacket yeah. and the shorts yeah. is a more classic. Like, yes, my person. <laughs> um, what I love most about Miss America Chavez is that she when, she, when I first got to read about her in Young Avengers, I think you recommended that book mm -hmm. to me. Thank you, by the way. Um, it just blew me away that our America was somebody who looked like so many Americans. Yes. A brown woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's our America. And she's not even from America, man. She's from, like, she's from another dimension of yeah. lesbian moms. It's really great. <laughs> But they're all like conspicuous, inconspicuously like Puerto Rican. Right. It's like Puerto Rico <laughs> lesbian island in space. <laughs> Which sounds amazing. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I would go there. That sounds like my next vacation. <laughs> uh, but it, and what was really great was how much of a foil she was with Loki. Because Loki's yes. like everyone's favorite character mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Um, he's this joke, he's this trickster, and she's just like a brick wall that he slams into over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> or a brick wall that slams into him. Mm -hmm. I really like their relationship because it's not romantic. It's mm -hmm. just them butting heads, like, platonically. You hit your fist together really uh, hard. Yeah, <laughs> I made him steal, y'all. Um, so yeah, I really like this America because she's just unafraid. Like, she, she will be herself in front of you. She's not afraid to admit any element of who she is in front of you, and I think that honesty and that courage is really cool. Right. Um, I also really like Blue Beetle in Young Justice, mm -hmm. uh, specifically the Young Justice cartoon because I, I don't really I didn't you know I don't really read comics that much mm -hmm. uh, that are the big two. I prefer Dark Horse and, and Image and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but Blue Beetle in Young Justice, it just felt so good to see him being treated so respectfully and not as a joke mm -hmm. because sometimes your culture is kind of a joke in comics, right? Like his best friend you know, the Native American who gets really tall. Like, <laughs> Super Friends was, like, not the best. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that they were... Oh, yeah, they were like, <laughs> diversity! Diversity! Example of what happens when white men decide what diversity is. Ta-da! <laughs> like all those Batman villains. <laughs> you know the ones. Um, so I was really happy with how they handled his character. Um, what, what did you guys 
Young Justice. Do you have any opinions on Computer? I don't remember Computer being on Young Justice, so I must not have gotten that far. Sorry. I was in season two, yeah. No, no worries. I really liked Jaime. Uh, I thought that he was a... Because he was given so many... He was given the storyline that so many, like, white dudes usually right. thrive on. He was exactly. given that angsty, who am I? Like, But his identity played even heavier into it because... I feel like because he was Latino. Right. Um, so he already had real life struggles to deal with on top of the fact that he wasn't really sure who he was as Blue Beetle. Right. Mm -hmm. They did such a good job addressing poverty, addressing mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing. But then, just like you said, he was pretty, I would call him the main character of the mm -hmm. story. His story was so important to season two storyline. And it was very cool that that wasn't the main white guy's yeah. story. It wasn't Robin's story. You know, mm -hmm. it's what they would normally do. So that was really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are a lot of characters I really like, but one actress that I want to spotlight, and she's super popular now, but I just can't help but mention her. Uh, Gina Rodriguez is killing it on TV. I never thought I would like Jane the Virgin, but that woman has me in love with her. Um, I That show is incredible. Like, it's it's and she's always so outspoken for everything like it's it's really hard to be a person of color in hollywood and have the courage to say like that casting director treated me unfairly mm -hmm. and i want more parts here and more parts for my people uh, that you guys won't give us so i'm gonna make them and i'm gonna win your awards and i'm gonna get your pay now because i'm doing it and that's really what i see her Exactly, exactly. She's getting paid and she's doing it great. She's a wonderful representative of her culture, so definitely. Yeah. Um, that reminded me actually of something that doesn't get talked about as much, which is um, black people who are Latinos and Latinas. Yes. Uh, so there's actually a really great video that I can't find anymore. So if anyone ever finds it, please send it to me. Mm -hmm. But it had uh, folks like Gina Torres in it. Um, and, you know, Zoe Saldana is another great example. Mm -hmm. uh, the story of apparently um, in Hollywood, they don't cast um, black Latinos and Latinas as Latinos and Latinas. They cast them as black. Mm -hmm. And they weren't allowed to go for it, other roles than that. So they weren't allowed to actually be their identity on television. And I feel that actually directly impacted all of our vision of what it means to be um, Latino or Latina. Because you can't be black mm -hmm. and also be Spanish. That doesn't exist in my worldview unless mm -hmm. I just happen to know you or I happen to be that or I happen to have friends. Like, yeah. Growing up in Virginia never occurred to me <laughs> because it wasn't on TV. It wasn't a music. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anywhere. I mean, it tells you. Uh, I keep. I feel bad for like talking so much. If you want, just cut me yeah, off. Yeah, cut in whenever right, you want. Anytime. Um, but this is the thing about Latinos is the, and Latinx people. We all come in different colors and different identities. If you go to Spain, the people there are white as snow. But then they open your mouth, their mouths, and you're like, oh, they're like, you know, we, like, yeah, we had a redhead at work, and he's like total redhead, covered in freckles, and he was like, hello, my name is Jose. And we were like, oh shit. <laughs> I don't know if you know Lucas Siegel, but like he and I are both Chilean. My dad is Chilean, and we're fairly pale. Like in summer, later on, I might get a little bit of a tan, but it's just how we are. If you go to Argentina, it's very much the same. Like even Puerto Rico, in Puerto yeah. Rico, I pass people with blue eyes and blonde hair. Mm -hmm. I almost said that backwards, which would have been more exciting. <laughs> blonde eyes, um, right? <laughs> blonde eyes, blonde eyes, and blue hair. And I'm like, hey, girl, you a bomba. <laughs> 
But that's, I mean, it works on both sides of the spectrum too. Like I know so many Latinos who are also black who are not viewed that way. So where I am often viewed as a white girl, they are often viewed as black people. And the thing about it is that where I am, I get more privilege because of that. Um, so it's just a really, I feel like being biracial and Latino is such a double-edged sword, like for that reason. And because the media puts us on TV as like, Tan people, and that's it. Tan right. people. Who speak so, this is your only. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Those are your like a freaking. I mean, of course, I would want more rep representation. But the stuff like after Honey Lemon came out in Big Hero Six, mm -hmm. she was so. I looked at her and I was like, oh, she's like Argentinian or Brazilian or something, mm -hmm. um, because she had her accent. She identified that way, and it wasn't something that flew over my head. And then. Other people, mostly I've found, not Latino people, complain about her not looking Latino, not being brown enough. Right. It's like, guys. Uh, so you're biracial as well? Yes. So we got a bunch of biracial women sitting here, and one of us <laughs> is not a Latina. Which one is it? And it's also funny because you have, I look, you look like it. Your last name is Rodriguez. Yeah. My name's Katrina Dennis. <laughs> well, Jenny's got that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, so even, you know, walking down the street, any of us could be perceived as being something we're not simply because of all these representations that are put before people, mm -hmm. leading to a bunch of awkward conversations like the time that girl at work stared at my nose and stared at my hair and stared at my nose and stared at my hair and then frowned at me in confusion. Mmm, <laughs> I'm going to take a bet. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. um, that's good. Did you have any other folks that you wanted to talk about? Can we talk for a minute about Speedy Gonzalez? Yes, we can. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about Speedy Gonzalez. Because truly, when I was little, it was like Speedy Gonzalez, Ricardo Montalban. Mm -hmm. The end. Yes. It was. Well, I guess. I guess there. But yeah, not too much. Not too mm -hmm. much out there. So. Right. Yeah. When I was little, I remember watching Speedy Gonzalez and being like, "Cool, something that's not like." boring mm -hmm. uh but slowpoke rodriguez uh cousin <laughs> who talk like this oh yeah yeah so that's who i identified with because <laughs> my last name is rodriguez so i'm like cool it's slowpoke rodriguez um that's like racist as shit yeah but that's like what i grew up enjoying and considering yes. this is what mexican people are oh for sure mice who are brown <laughs> Some of them are lazy. <laughs> what? Hollywood. And and still today that, that reflects on us. I mean, like there there was a there's a great video about uh Latinas going around and how they're cast in Hollywood. They're always the, the sex kitten or they're the criminal or like the temptress who is about to pull one over on you or the maid. Like there's I heard goodness I forgot her name. There's one actress who played a maid over 50 times in her lifetime, mm -hmm. and then just decided to quit because she couldn't stop. Like, that was just what they cast her as. Right. She was an older Latina, mm -hmm. and they cast her as a maid. So, um, so I want to address some of the comments, because they're interesting. So Ricky Ricardo, I also remember, yeah, as a young person, one. being really excited to see them as a couple because I kind of his yeah. family, you know? Mm -hmm. you know, so getting like that was one so long ago, and yet we haven't gotten much better about portraying mixed family. <laughs> oh, yes, that's crazy to think about, right? Mm -hmm. There wasn't even color on the damn TV, <laughs> and we had two different colors. 
together. And yet now, with all of the joyful colors available to us on television screens, it's still pretty weird. And when it happens, people freak out like the Cheerios commercial. So, so it's it's uh, talk for, about Chihuahua. Yeah, for every step forward, there's three steps back. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I've been wanting to bring, bring this up. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, uh, Princess Elena of Avalor is about to premiere on Disney Channel, and I am about to watch another children's show because it is produced, <laughs> written, created, and voiced by an all Latino cast, all people of color, save for like her one white friend. Like that's like the only white person on the cast. Right. Um, <laughs> Suck it, white people. It's your turn. And it's I'm really just <laughs> it's a star-studded cast. So I'm. I'm excited for that. I mean, like in in my favorite franchise, of course, every fucking show I have to uh, mention it. Sorry, um, all games is mom. Uh, I you know Star Wars. She she doesn't even listen to anymore. Um, <laughs> Star Wars is is embracing very many Latino characters. I see Kanan as Puerto Rican because Freddie Prince Jr. voices him. Um, you know, we've got Cassie and Andor, who's going to be rebel leader. Uh, Poe Dameron and both of his parents, uh, Shara Bay, who is Bay, um, and just Shara so many Bay. others. Shara Bay. <laughs> she was just like the defining moment of me being like proud of a Star Wars fan, of being a Star Wars fan, which I've always been. But like that was my adult moment, where I was like, "This is amazing! Look at her! She's so amazing! She's impressing the Skywalker." <laughs> yes. Yes, I hope you guys cut all of that, <laughs> all of that reaction. So amazing, I love her. Um, so yeah, it's it's changing, but at the same time, you know, a Latina woman is not written the Charvet's story, you know. So it's. And do you think they'll be cast? You know, like we can read again. This is like one of our big problems that we brought up with with other things that we've discussed as far as diversity goes. Is they're more willing to be diverse in books and comics mm -hmm. than they are, mm -hmm. and even television than they are to be diverse in movies. Um, let's so. let's also again in criticis in criticizing my favorite thing. Um, one of the only prominent black women on screen in The Force Awakens died. Right. So sorry, uh, Rip Corsella, who was amazing in Bloodline, by the way. But that in itself is telling. Like the best, one of the best, like most, like capable imperial uh, leaders is named Ray Sloan, and she is a woman of color, and she is not in the movies. So it's it's you know we have. Uh, Sam Guerrero, who is finally bridging from the Clone Wars to Rogue One, but there's just so much, so much to do, so long to go, you know. Uh, do you think we've gotten better? Because we mentioned, like, okay, we already had this, you know, Ricky Ricardo and Lucy, you know, ha has have things gotten better? I don't think so. You don't yeah. think so? Not at all, because there's so much more media now. Mm -hmm. So if you take the percentage, no, I think it's probably gotten worse. Mm -hmm. It is shameful. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is that like we always we always get sidelined. We always get kind of sent to the dollar store section of every form of media. And it's not like yeah. TV shows, for example, haven't done well, right? Jane the Virgin did make amazing. The George Lopez show used to be really popping. Um, what's that? The dog guy. Oh, I hate that guy. But he's but his show is like the, the most popular yeah. animal show. Yes, Like there are like. There's so many Latinos and Latinas on television that they do well when mm -hmm. they let them have a show, and then it's not replicated in the same way that, you know, when people try to say, oh, well, they do what works for money, like, we've never found that to be true in Hollywood. They feel like mm -hmm. they've got one, they're done. Right. They're like, okay, we did it. We don't have to do we that for one. another few years. We're good. Yeah, exactly. We've right. met our quota, whatever. So it's it's really upsetting, and it is telling uh, that, that even though, it, as someone who consumes media, it's like, wow, there are really a lot of 
there are so many more than when I was a kid. Percentage-wise, there's even more for everyone else, you yeah. know? So, yeah. So yeah. especially this 21st sci-fi, which is supposed to be progressive. Yes! Yes! So this, this is a great thing to bridge into video games. I think video games have actually done a really good job as far as putting a bunch of Latino and Latina characters in their games. Mm -hmm. They're never the main character. No. Oh, anyway, Guacamelee, which is amazing. Yeah. I tell you guys that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and also just, like I said, I actually went to a Day of the Dead celebration. It's like, oh shit, Guacamelee stuff. <laughs> uh, like they're very accurate in, and they yeah. make you feel the love for the culture that they feel. Mm -hmm. Sorry, sidetrack. Speak of sci-fi and video games, Mass Effect. The canon of Mass Effect states that most humans are brown-skinned. Mm -hmm. They are a type of brown because we have all mixed up and they looked at it and it's like, we're not going to have, you know, these blonde, blue-eyed people and you're very rare if you come out that light and, and that's one of the points of one of their books, in fact. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's something you maybe didn't even notice that almost all the humans you run into in that game look like they're Indian or uh, Latina or Black. It was done on purpose and I thought mm -hmm. that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's where we're going, guys, whether you like it or not. What, and then, <laughs> we're proof. Yeah, exactly. Look at me. Hello, look at all the excitement. Were you going to say anything about video games? Video games? Because you looked like you got hyped for a second. <laughs> well, no, I, I think video games uh, do even worse, actually, than television. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I, I mean, because what can you... There's a couple fighting game characters. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. in almost every first-person shooter. Yeah, there's somebody... Mm -hmm. But like, and then why? But yeah, like I said, none of the main <laughs> characters. No, they're just all there. And that's well, because Hispanic people uh, over-index for going to movies. Mm -hmm. They buy a lot of video games. Right. Cater to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That it's an actual statistic. The last time somebody counted, black people followed by Hispanic people buy and play. Excuse me, Latina. Oh, sorry. Uh, buy and play the most video games. Mm -hmm. So not just play the most either, not like download and torrent in, borrowing their friends, spend the most money. Mm -hmm. Black people, Latinas, and Latinos, white people. Yeah. That is an actual statistic. So let me ask you, industry, who are you most thankful for? Hmm? I'm waiting. Do you want my money or what? <laughs> I've got to sing it twice tonight. One more time and I win a gold star. Um, <laughs> I just want to be catered to. Let me cater to you. Specifically me. <laughs> oh, now you sound like normal. Me up. Right, now you sound like a normal geek. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't <laughs> care about <laughs> other people. Geeking for me. Geeking is for me. My childhood was horrible, so I have to project it on everyone else. I think that's a really, uh, I think that's a really great question. Curve Jerky says, as a white guy, I don't know uh, if I should try to contribute or maybe just listen. Is that bad? It's not bad to have mm -hmm. questions. Questions mm -hmm. are good. Yes. Um, my personal opinion is that you should A, listen, listening is very important, and B, that you should signal boost people who are minorities, help their voices get louder. Yes. I see so many people on my timeline, our team, every single, every single thing Marvel tweets out, for example, um, but I rarely see things that are creations of people of color, you know. Uh, so if you, as a white guy, do want to participate and help, um, share stuff. Find stuff you like by color, creators of color. If you run across something, like I ran across LaShawn randomly. Like I had no idea who he was, and then I looked him up, and oh my god, he's made all this stuff. And so I RT Canon Busters because I thought it looked great. And on top of that, he's a person of color, and I thought that putting that out there to my 10 whatever, however many thousand followers. 11.1K. 
<laughs> whatever. <laughs> I thought that would help. So even if you've got a small following, just telling another friend about something that you genuinely like created by someone of color could really help that person out. Right. And then, of course, donating to Kickstarters where you can. Stuff like that. Support people. Help people get their voices heard. Yeah. Um, you, you know, Kim and Kim is a great example. I'm mm -hmm. not a trans person. I don't know how to speak on trans issues. But I can share trans people's work mm -hmm. and help it get seen by more people. And so many other awesome comic uh, writers and artists are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty amazing to watch. Because, like I said, this is my friend from college. And to see all these other... Yeah. Uh, really awesome people that I respect and admire being like, hey, you need to get this comment. Hey, you need to get this comment because it's not one of the big two. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, you're not going to hear about it. Did you have any other thoughts on, on that question? No. No. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Thank no. you. The court rests, Your Honor. And it's not that you can't include diversity in your own work as well. Please don't ever think that. It's just do a great job researching. And hey, crazy idea. Find an actual person of whatever you are trying to represent and run it by them. Mm -hmm. You know, like when EW posts articles about hairstyles, they should really have just pulled aside the nearest black woman <laughs> and said, can you just look through this real quick and make sure I don't sound crazy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and plus, you might get some cool and better ideas from that. Um, I saw a really great article about it once that was like, how do you write about diversity if you are not yourself uh, one of these races and everything? And I, if I find it, I will share it in the link of this video, mm -hmm. and I'll tweet it out again. Um, but it, it does a really great job of explaining uh, tactics like that that you can take. Yeah. So always just help. Yeah, yeah. that's the best thing you can do. Um, I think that almost brings us to the end. Is there Are there any recommendations of uh, Latinx shows or creations that you well, guys yeah, would like to have. Yeah, things that are currently going on. Yeah. Um, any artists we should check out, write comic writers, lines? Well, right now, as I said, Princess Elena Bavalor is coming to, car to Disney Channel, so if you have nieces, nephews, sons, or daughters, um, get them tuned into it. It's great. Give them really good uh, uh, ratings, and hopefully that'll continue, um, because that's a really big move. Like, they're, they're, it is so rare that, uh, uh, and this is not to criticize again too much, but uh, it's so rare that you see an all Latino team working on a Disney product. And I know I feel sidelined because she's a TV princess and not a movie princess. Mm -hmm. But I want to empower them because I want to show Disney how much I want that on screen. You know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, go check that out. Wow, the fact that we don't have more recommendations is really telling. Guys. <laughs> and there's that one character on The Flash. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, like the service, uh, the Cisco, 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 Cisco right? Yes. Yeah, oh, uh, it's so hard to watch the Flash. So, I'm yeah. sorry. Not at all. The beats of that show are just horrible. We mm. have a very dangerous thing. How are we going to defuse it next beat? We have defused it next beat. Let's party next beat. <laughs> Everything has gone wrong next beat. We have resolved it. <laughs> like, cool. I come, I come for the Joe tears. I come for a, a black father cry. So frustrating. Over his babies. That's what I. That's what I watch. I don't know. Uh, but yes. <laughs> Dang, Ryan Wood has been uh, timed out for six hundred seconds. Goodbye, sir. Not one second. Not two seconds. 600. What'd you say? You talk about boobs? Yep, he talked about the boobs. Oh, he's too stupid to realize angles. Yeah, That's God, right. man. You're stupid. Extra dumb. <laughs> Extra dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was such a stupid question. Um, <gasps> <okay>. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I believe that wraps up our show today. Uh, we're actually ending on time. This is crazy. Oh, my God. Um, but before, oh, yeah, right? before we head out... Hell yeah. Yay! Before we head out, uh, I'm opening, we are opening this up to Q&A. So if you guys 
have any questions you would like to ask us um, about our topic today or just in general, now is the time to put them in chat because otherwise we will not answer them and just leave. And we'll just leave. leave. Turn us kind of right off. What's your problem? We'll turn this car around. As I said, uh, I'm not surprised that Katrina's Ooh. dad oh. um, is out nerding oh. Derek because Derek's a fake nerd. He said, oh, my dad had asked, what did dad, what did you, I can't remember now. Uh, oh, what, do you, what did we think of uh, new Roni Kenshin? Oh, 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 okay. So the, he said DBZ and Roni Kenshin, live action. <laughs> mm -hmm. DBZ is terrible. Don't ever watch it. Pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> the live action DBZ should be taken out back and shot for its own good. Roni Kenshin, on the other hand, <laughs> so good. No reason. There's no reason for these two movies to be as good as they are. But mm -hmm. so the first few scenes you're watching, you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be a little over the top. This is weird. He's like way too funny, and it's like everyone's dying. He's like cool. <laughs> like he's making that face. And within like 15 minutes, you were all invested. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like just really good. Um, it's got all the action and quirkiness and cuteness of the show. Mm -hmm. Like that's how you should bring an anime to live action. Like, they should just write a book for all the other terrible movie ideas. Uh, what are our new thoughts on the, on the new Star Trek movie? Um, I'm excited that Jeremy Lin is uh, is behind it. That's gonna be really cool. Uh, I'm really excited for the movie personally because it, it seems from the trailer to be doing the thing that I love the most from Star Trek when I used to watch it as a kid was going to planets, going mm -hmm. where we've never been before, mm -hmm. experiencing new cultures, danger, somebody's getting left behind when we teleport up, maybe <laughs> it's a red shirt. I don't know. So to <laughs> me, it's giving me all of those vibes from my favorite episode. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm really excited for it and I hate that people are, are hating on it. What do you, what do you oh, think? people are hating on it? Yeah, especially because of the music they use. The people are like, it looks stupid, it looks dumbed down, it looks like it's gonna be wet. Dumbed down? From what? From outer space, I guess. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Like, we all love Galaxy Quest, right? Yeah. Galaxy Quest took all of our favorite things from Star Trek and put it into a movie. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I'm already getting like Galaxy Quest vibes, except not funny from this movie, mm -hmm. tells me I should be excited. Uh, any novels to recommend? Actually, it's very funny that you asked that. Uh, next week, Star Wars Aftermath Life Debt comes out. It's the second installment in Chuck Wendig's first uh, post-Return of the Jedi book series. Um, it stars Nora Wexley and Snap Wexley, who later grows up to be uh, a, a rebel pilot. He serves, he's played by Greg Grunberg in the movie. So, really cool, compelling story. This next book is going to go into Han paying back his life debt to Chewbacca. So uh, Kashyyyk is in trouble, Han gets the, the message, and he makes a difficult decision to go off of his path that his wife has assigned him and go help his best friend. So it's going to be a really, really fun adventure with the, the new characters, with Shinji Rath Velas, who is one of the first new... You may just roll off your tongue. <laughs> yeah, I, I read pretty good. Uh, he's he's uh, an imperial who is also a homosexual and also the best fucking character because he's so bitchy. Um, <laughs> not, in, not in like the gay bitchy like way, in, but the imperial bitchy like way. Like Ray? Like Ray? Oh, okay. No, she's like, yeah, he's like an imperial bitchy person. So, gotcha. and it's really, he's got always, always got the greatest lines. Um, so it's a really good team. 
uh, written by Chuck Wendig. Yeah, get used to reading present tense because that's what this book is written in. Oh. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Oh uh, but it's a great story regardless. So I'm excited for Life Debt, which comes out next week. And then Empire's End was just announced for January. So not about your Star Wars bullshit. That was... I'm going to recommend a book to you. I'm going to recommend two books. Mm -hmm. Spirit's Gate and Black Wolves, both by Kate Elliott. Yay. Uh, so I picked up Black Wolves because it's got a hot Asian guy on the front cover with a sword. And I guess I'm basic, all right? Sue me. Mm -hmm. Anyway... Turns out, this is actually a secondary series to the Gate series. So once I finished it, and I was like, well, I need the second book. Let me just go read another Kate Elliott book instead. And I pick up Spirit's Gate, and oh crap, we're in the same world. It was very shocking to me. <laughs> and it explained a lot of the things that I thought were just mysteries that we would never get to know from mm -hmm. Black Wolves. So I recommend both of them. But uh, this entire world is based on um, the whole Asian side of our world. So everybody is either Cambodian or Indian or Japanese or like, Mongol like it's and it's not set on our world. It's set in a different world, but there's there's like two white people in it and they're both slaves <laughs> So, it's, you know, it's got this diverse cast a completely different world and God system It's full of mystery like you won't be able to put it down. I read it until 5 a.m. one night Because it's me. I don't read books mm, I'm too busy. Readers. I'm sorry <laughs> Baby, you guys. I got a baby. I think I got to try to sit down. Real, real books were like one, one fish, two fish. <laughs> they are. Wait, somebody tweet me that babies are a little time vampires, so I can retweet it. Also, he's he's eight, but he's oh, eight. oh, okay. So they get worse. They anyway, they get worse as they go. Kind of kids. Yay! Good advice. <laughs> You're to hear birth control. Uh, two quick Star Wars questions. Thoughts on a female lead for Rogue One? It's cool, but I wish she was a person of color. Uh, Darth Vader in Rogue One? Yes, he's going to be in Rogue One because his presence overshadow the lead. No, I don't think so because Darth Vader wasn't in trouble until the Death Star blew up. So whatever happens in Rogue One is not going to be his fault. So yeah, um, it's going to be that other guy. I do think it's funny that it's like, oh, female lead in Rogue One. It's like I saw two ladies in that trailer. And yeah, I saw like eighteen. Dudes. Yeah, it's cool that the ladies actually talk to each other, right. but also it's like, mm, yeah, put Bray slow in Rogue One. We could have had like yeah. one other woman. I mean, shit. The so, quiet best friend woman. You know the you know the one. That they include to support. <laughs> Why don't the they just badass. make Lost Stars a movie? Like, well, at least they would have so good. Oh, if they made Lost Stars into a movie, I would just yeah. I would force you all to go to the movies. <sighs> okay. So yes. Uh, I think that's about it. It's 8.59, which means we need to wrap up. Um, but thank you all so much for tuning into Woman Up Podcast again this week. Um, Our next show is July 20th. Woo! Follow at Woman Wait a show. second. We're going to be at Comic Con. Are you going to be at Comic Con then? Yeah. Okay. I'm going I'm, for Wednesday. I'm not going for Wednesday. <laughs> uh, do you want me to do it on my own or do you want us to skip it? Um, we might this right now. Everyone. We might we might want to skip this next one unless we want to do a Renegade podcast special at Comic Con and then do an extra show the next week. I'd be down with that. So, aka, we don't know when you're going to skip next. We're going to talk this over. <laughs> um... We are can be found at Woman Up Show. Please follow us because it, we had to create a new account. It doesn't have as many followers as the mm -hmm. old account. Still, what are you guys doing? You Where big, are you guys? Big followers. <laughs> uh, we also have a YouTube channel. Uh, you could just type in Woman Up Podcast in the YouTube search, and it'll mm -hmm. show right up. Jenny, yeah, where can we find you? Uh, lately, I've been working the corner. Of <laughs> oh, lately. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Look, she's got a kid, you guys. She has to provide. <laughs> Chicky Town mm -hmm. at uh, Twitter and also on the Instagrams. Although I, I only post stupid pictures, so I don't know why you'd <laughs> want to follow that, but have at it. 
Uh, Curb Jerky, real quick, my favorite poems are all by Rumi and my own poems, because I'm Yay. selfish. Okay, so Chicky Town, go follow her because she's really, 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 really dope, and I really like this lady. And I'm not just saying that because she's on my couch, but I mean like, oh, <laughs> real. like she's invited to my barbecue and shit. It's my mm -hmm. home. It's true. Anyway. Yes, you guys, you guys can find me online at Ocatrina, O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-A, -A, pretty much anywhere. Uh, you can add my YouTube channel because I'm actually posting videos again, I promise. I post a brand new <laughs> Disneyland video, and next week you guys are going to get a Sailor Neptune uh, like lookbook, so it'll be really cool. Um, and that's about it. It's so pretty. I'm Sarah the Rebel everywhere. Yes. Like Pinterest, Twitch, you name it. I'm there. I'm Sarah the Rebel. Sarah uh, with an H, the way God intended. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, so you can listen to this later on or tell your friends to listen to it at allgames.com slash whoop. Shout out to allgames.com. Uh, they recently let me model a shirt. So you should go to their site and look at me modeling a shirt because I'm so fucking pretty. Um, and you can also listen on iTunes. If you go to iTunes and search Woman Up Podcast, we pop up and give us a five-star rating so we can become legit. Put us on the front page of iTunes because I've seen podcasts that started like yesterday who get to the front page. Yeah, you guys so, don't love us. Help us out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, emotionally blackmail you right now. <laughs> you don't love us enough. All right, well, we will announce when our next show is uh, very, very shortly. And until then, we shall see you uh, and remember to party down and, and woman up. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Time for my butt. <laughs> Time. Time.